The framework of business is completely different in the new normal. To explore culture as the strategy, we have to look in places we haven't before. Looking into company culture from the C-suite to employees and from Fortune 500 to startups. It's time to understand the human side of company culture and the new shape it is taking. This is the conversation on Culture Factor 2.0, and I'm your host, Holly Shannon. Christina Eanes is a former FBI violent crime analyst and senior manager. Now, she is an accomplished author of three books, Life in an Escape Room, Secret to Super Productivity, and Quit Bleeping Around, which also happens to be a successful podcast that she has dedicated to helping individuals achieve more in life offering tools and strategy to successfully be a super achiever. And Christina truly is the epitome of one. Did I also mention she's an entrepreneur? Her team helps companies perform at their highest level by improving how individuals understand themselves. And today on Culture Factor 2.0, she has the goods about tapping into your growth mindset. So let's get started. Hello, Christina Eanes, and welcome to Culture Factor 2.0. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. I wanted to dive right into talking about growth mindset. And I think it makes most sense to start off with this first question is what is the definition of growth mindset? Nice. So this term growth mindset came about by Carol Dweck's research. She's a Stanford psychologist researcher, and she identified growth mindset in order to define it we need to kind of contrast it with another mindset called fixed mindset. So it's a, it's two different beliefs that originate from the brain and they completely, uh, shall we say, um, set the foundation for how we experience life, uh, our work, uh, what we learn, failure, mistakes, all of that stuff. So let's dive in and look at the main areas. So a growth mindset essentially is that you believe skills are built, you can learn and grow, right? Whereas a fixed mindset is you believe skills are born and you can't learn and grow necessarily, right? You either have it or you don't. All of that stems into a whole bunch of different areas. So if you don't mind, I'll go through both of those mindsets. That would be perfect. Perfect. Okay. So uh, the let's go through the fixed mindset because that's quite startling, <laughs> at least to me, right? So um, and, and again, as I go through these, please keep in mind, they're not on, um, it, you're not in a bucket, right? So it's it's more of a continuum. So you can have more of a growth mindset or more of a fixed mindset, or you could be kind of right in the middle between both of them. And it also depends on the situation. But let's, let's dive deeper into that, right? So a fixed mindset, you believe skills are born. Uh, you're born with talent. You're born with that, uh, that level of intelligence that you cannot change. So that is a fixed mindset at its purest form, right? So what that happens is you're focused on performance outcomes. You don't want to look bad. So you're going to make sure and do things that um, you won't fail at. And where this affects us, uh, the main, the four main areas that fixed mind mindset and growth mindset differ are in how we view effort, challenge, mistakes, and feedback. So someone with more of a fixed mindset doesn't believe that effort is necessary and it's not useful. So if you have to try hard at something, that means you're just not good at it. And since they believe that you can't learn and grow in that area, the, then effort is not worth it, right? So it shouldn't be hard. Uh, when it comes to challenges, they'll back down. Uh, they'll avoid it because they see it as a threat, 
right? Uh, because it's proving that they aren't good in a certain area. Unless, of course, they know they're good at them, then they'll do them, right? Mistakes, mm -hmm. which I know we talked about before. Um, someone with more of a fixed mindset, they hate them. They get discouraged. They avoid them. Right? They have an, an intense fear of failure, essentially, which also leads us then to feedback. They don't see that as helpful. They get defensive and they take it personal. Because they don't believe they can grow, they see it as a personal affront. So that kind of sets the, the focus for the contrast, right, to the, mm -hmm. the growth mindset. Whereas, again, skills can be built. You can learn them. You can grow. You can increase your intelligence. You may have a natural talent in a certain area, but that doesn't mean that you can't develop skill and, and, and be successful in that area. So someone with more of a growth mindset focuses on the process of getting better. And again, back in those four different areas of effort, challenge, uh, mistakes, and feedback, someone with more of a growth mindset believes that effort is important, right? It leads to our growth. You've got to put in the effort and the hard work to get where you want to go. Challenge, they embrace it. They persevere. They look at it as an opportunity. Oh, tell me I can't do that. I'm going to go after and I'm going to prove you wrong, right? <laughs> and <Love> then, <laughs> yeah. And then mistakes, it's not the end of the world, right? These are things that you can learn. You have to go out. This is again, growth mindset, right? You have to go out and make mistakes and, and push the envelope, right? So that you can learn from them and you can improve because it's about the process of getting better. Along those lines, the other delineating factor, again, is uh, feedback. So someone with more of a growth mindset is going to appreciate that feedback and they're going to figure out how they can implement that and help themselves better. So again, I'm so, I, you know, I love this stuff, right? So, <laughs> so to summarize, growth mindset is about learning and growing and getting better. You're not, you don't either have it or you don't, whereas fixed mindset in contrast is more of a, you either have it or you don't. So let me ask you this question. How did you find yourself in this place? So, you know, you, you've been teaching it on an individual level, and I know you teach it to companies, but um, can you share with us how, how you got to this path? Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, a path of self-discovery a few years ago when I started, when I went and, and started opening up my own business, right? So I wanted to look at, okay, so I've got a, I've got a background in criminal justice and leadership development, um, what, where, how can I make my own mark on the world in my own, in my own business, right? So I started looking at myself and what, what skills am I good at? And, and I looked at the basis of, because I'm all about achieving more in life, you know, getting out of your own way. So I, I really did some reflection and looked at that and, and did a bunch of research. And I realized, oh, it's because I have a growth mindset and I'm trying to teach that to others. So developed classes around it, right? And then once I got into that classroom, I could see a stark difference uh, between the individuals that were perhaps struggling with a fixed mindset and those that had really adopted a growth mindset. So that was at the individual level. Pretty much everything I do, um, all of my resources, podcasts, videos, writings, books, it's all focused on, I may not say it flat out, but it's all focused on gaining more of a growth mindset. But fascinatingly, in those classes, what I found was, well, and especially when we would go in and do coaching with organizations uh, that supplement some of our programs, 
there are some organizations that there is a prevalence of a fear of making mistakes of, um, you know, that you're either good or you're not, you're either talented or you're not. And so I started looking at how that relates to organizations and organizations actually have a culture of mindset that can either be more uh, towards the growth end of the spectrum or more towards the fixed end of the spectrum. Have you seen, with companies you've worked with, have you seen um, a big disparity in productivity and um, the company scaling just based on that type of culture, whether it was in a growth or a fixed uh, mindset? Oh, yeah. Great question. So uh, it's funny because right now I have several companies just all along the spectrum. And those that are more in the fixed mindset, the culture, what I see is a very risk averse culture. People are afraid of making mistakes. So they're going slower. They're being more careful. Um, they're not innovating. Um, people unhappy, right? Because in more of a growth mindset culture, let's look at the contrast right to that. Um, it's more of a development focused culture. I remember seeing one uh, president slash CEO of a company stand up to his group and say, look, it's our job to develop you, uh, whether you stay with us or not, right? Uh, you'll at least be a, a better human being wherever you go. And that's what's important for this world. I'm like, oh, this is like a growth culture organization, right? They're feedback friendly. Um, they uh, People are more comfortable making mistakes and innovating. Uh, and it, the leaders take the time to sit and discuss with the employees okay, what did you learn from this mistake? You know, what are you going to do differently next time? It's just night and day what I see in the organizations um, as the happiness level of, the, of the, uh, the employees, the motivation, the productivity, night and day. You know, I'm seeing so much and hearing so much and reading so much about company culture, especially in what we term the new normal which I feel, and I'm sure everybody else does, um, is far from normal. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, you know, it's, it's just interesting to me that the companies that are opening the door to innovation and creativity and allowing their teams to lead at whatever level they're on are really, I mean, you see it across the board. Those are the companies that are hiring and scaling during a pandemic. I, yeah. I mean, do you see that as well? Oh yeah. More of an adaptable culture. Uh, so I've also seen in more of the fixed uh, mindset type cultures, they're very power and positional based. So I, I like what you had just said about, you know, because I've been in organizations where pretty simple pretty simple decisions have to go all the way up to the board level. I mean, we're talking like 10, 15 levels up uh, because they are so power and position based in the fixed mindset realm versus like you were just saying, companies that push that power and that decision making, um, what should we say, accountability, responsibility down as far as possible and giving people autonomy Treating mm -hmm. them like adults, essentially. <laughs> right? What's that? Yes. Being an adult or a human when you're working? <laughs> I know. Right? So so those companies are able to pivot more. I've also seen, I like how you're talking about, um, especially like with the remote working, right? 
mm-hmm. those same companies that I'm, I'm working with that are more of a fixed mindset, the people feel even more isolated. They have even more Zoom fatigue. There is a loss of boundaries, if you will, like people are expected to check their email and monitor it until late in the evening because mm-hmm. now they're working from home it's painful. versus, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead with the mer- versus those with more of a, a growth mindset. Again, employees are humans, right? They have lives outside of work. Uh, we want what's best for our employees and uh, they will in turn be dedicated to us. They'll be able to pivot. They'll feel connected. Um, I, I don't know what other term to call it, but night and day. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I think um, companies that are able to really embrace um, creating almost entrepreneurship, um, we've spoken about it before on the podcast, um, and just really leaning in on individuals getting creative within the confines of what their original job description was, um, I think is so important right now because we don't really know completely what new businesses are going to look like, the shape they're going to take, right? Yeah. Because it's right now it's remote, it's hybrid, it's not, I'm, I don't know what it is at this point, but um, I think it's it's critical right now. We're just at that critical juncture. Oh yeah, immensely so, right? And uh, some companies, I mean, they're, wait, well, well, no, right. Wait, what is it? Culture eats... Strategy oh, culture, for breakfast. Yeah, culture eats strategy <laughs> for breakfast, which I will tell you was the first iteration of this podcast. And then one of the things that I had read by Seth Godin, who's the, you know, the king of marketing, but he wrote in his book, This is Marketing, culture is strategy. And, and I've ah. been actually really feeling that for a long time. And um, you know, sort of repositioned my thinking that way. Um, and it makes so much sense, right? Yeah. Well, I would almost want to change it to growth mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Add instead of culture, like a growth mindset culture equals whatever, success or <laughs> empowered well, employees. I, I I think that might just be your fourth book. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, I, and I have been an employee working in, in both of these types of organizations and And I well, and there can be pockets like so so you can have like a growth mindset culture overall, right? But have a small pocket of a fixed mindset, or or vice versa, right? So it also depends on the leadership, right, involved. Um, But I I, just as an employee experiencing these two different cultures, it has been uh, a stark difference in Mm -hmm. whether or not I wanted to to go to work or be there or or anything related, right, to the job versus. Uh, wanting to go there and not just go there, but do anything that they needed me to do because I was so dedicated uh, and motivated uh, to to be there. You know, it's nice when you're in a company like that. Um, what I would say is, you know, there, there's a couple things I'd like to sort of dive into. So there are strategies individuals could use, and and I do want to. Um, lean in on you here because I know that you are tactical and you can provide individuals with strategies. But I also want to point out that, you know, so I'd like to think that I'm of a growth mindset, but, you know, I am human. And I think there's points in time where my mindset is somewhat fixed or static. And um, so it's not that I don't want to grow, um, but I think that 
you know, we all harbor certain things, like maybe it's a little bit of fear about something because we've been burned before or um, getting critical feedback because we've had that boss who was just brutal to us um, yes. as we were coming up. Or we've had so many challenges that we've got this, right? We're, we're, the, we're that person who um, bring, bring on the challenge. I'm good. It actually catapults me further. So what I want to say is I, I think that there are people out there that would consider themselves of a growth mindset with an occasional fixed problem yeah. <laughs> in there. So um, again, getting down to brass tacks, um, what, what do you think are some strategies these individuals could use? Awesome. Well, first of all, uh, I love that you say that because, so we have a basic uh, growth mindset course where we go over exactly what it is, uh, right? And and the first step, and I think everything is awareness, right? So Carol Dweck found in her research that just by teaching people fixed mindset versus growth mindset and having an awareness of that uh, is life-changing, right? So that is actually the first step. However, our second class, we even go deeper into growth mindset and, and the focus of that class is, okay, so you've got a growth mindset. You're normally sitting towards the growth mindset end of the spectrum, but guess what? When you get pushed out of your comfort zone, and I mean far out of your comfort zone, depending on the level of growth mindset you have, you will get, uh, you, uh, your ugly little fixed mindset will pop up <laughs> essentially, <laughs> right? And so we walk them through a process of how to uh, work through that. So Individually, it's it's being aware that you have been triggered. It's being aware of your emotions, right? And and that all they are representing is, guess what? Your brain is nervous because you've gotten out extensively outside of your comfort zone, right? You're human, like you said, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. I was just about yeah. to say that we're all human, right? Yeah. So it's acknowledging that, right? It's okay. Ooh. Fixed mindset got triggered. Let's let's do let's dive a little further into that and and look at it right, um, and then it's looking at the belief that came behind that. So, uh, if you wouldn't mind playing with me here, let's. Uh, do you remember the last time uh, maybe perhaps you got triggered? You don't have to share specifics, but a situation that you think maybe you went into a fixed mindset. Oh my goodness! See, you really did put me on the spot here. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, no worries. I can always provide a, a, a basic example, but if you want to right, coaching. You, what, you give a basic example. If I think of something like quickly while we're doing this, I'll, I'll make you dive into that one too. Okay. Actually, you know what? I can take you through one of the first activities that we do. So draw an animal and you can even draw it figuratively in your head. But when I told you to draw an animal, any animal, what's the first thought that went through your head? A monkey. <laughs> a monkey. But what was your first thought about your artistic ability? Oh, you see, you're talking to, I, I am actually artistic. I'm actually ah. one of those strange people that's sort of <laughs> a both sides. I, I was always analytical. I went to school for international business, but I actually had a jewelry business for 15 years. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask that question. <laughs> Okay. I'm really throwing up so our we'll podcast say, now. <laughs> that's all good. We'll say the average person, right? The minute, and this is so funny because you're, you're right, though. You're right. Yeah, we hear it in the classroom. Yeah, we have them, and they start showing. Right, they start showing the the animals, and and the and the, even those little inside voices come out. Yeah, I I really suck at drawing, and 
and blah, blah, blah. So you have a, so you have a growth mindset related to drawing, but most people, <laughs> sorry, would be all good. So, right. So we have those initial negatives. So that would be an example of you've been pushed out of your comfort zone, right? Um, and those little voices got triggered. So you would know immediately because you're not feeling confident. Uh, matter of fact, to the extreme, this would be imposter syndrome, right? So you don't feel like you've earned uh, the position that you've got into or, but I digress. Let me go back to this, <laughs> the, the, uh, the artistry here. Um, so we have people look at those negative thoughts that start coming into their head. And there is, it's called the ABCD model. I, I won't necessarily get into it in detail because it, it takes a while and it's a whole classroom activity, but it's a way to, you notice there's a, so the A is the activating event. Uh, the B is the belief behind it and the C is the consequences. So I was asked to draw a picture. The belief behind it is my artistic ability sucks. So the consequences are I'm feeling bad about myself and I'm embarrassed to share my drawing in class. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the D is you dispute with yourself and that's, uh, it's through a whole process, um, of, uh, so what really is true, right? What are the facts here? What are some other ways that I could explain this? So taking yourself through that process and essentially breaking down that belief and then choosing a more empowering belief and then working on imposing that in the brain as a program. Well, that sounds amazing. I, I think that is a really, really interesting approach to that. So now I'm going to flip this on you. Sure. So we talked about um, some different ways that individuals could look at growth mindset, even if they have a few, um, shall we call it fixed tendencies. <laughs> um, Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how would you approach this with a company? say, a, a pretty large company that that does have um, maybe more of a fixed mindset, but is realizing that they need to shift? What, how do they go about that? Excellent. So there are some individuals that work solely on company culture, right? From my perspective, what I do is I start working with the leadership, right? So the first thing is to make sure that all of the leadership are on board with a growth mindset. So getting them through that process, getting them to understand what it is, the impact that their fixed mindset is having, whatever degree they have it at, right? Uh, the impact that that is having on their employees and then, of course, the organization as a whole. So very much for them, it's taking the leaders of that organization through that individual process, but then adding a few more steps to that. So helping them be aware of what is fixed mindset, what is not, when their employees are sitting in fixed mindset and growth and helping their employees be aware of that. But the extra key ingredient is how the leaders approach mistakes, how they approach um, learning for their employees. So turning everything into a learning moment, having those, those weekly conversations with them on the employee's development. Right. And then instead of asking, you know, uh, and, and being um, I, I've seen this actually in some companies. Yes, they award successes, but some companies also award failures and they turn it into a learning moment. And it's almost like people can say can get up and say, hey, guess what? I did this. This is what I learned from it. And I'm going to teach you guys about this so that you don't do the same thing. So they almost turn it into a celebration of failure as well. I, have you ever heard, what is that uh, failing, 
fast failing forward. I, oh, failing forward, I think it is. Something, yeah. So yeah. that is no, indicative of that. a growth mindset culture right there. So really getting more into the the learning, what did you learn? Doing debriefs. Okay, so what went well? What didn't go so well? What did we learn from what didn't go so well? And what are we going to do differently next time? Instead of turning those into punitive conversations, right? They're mm. turning them into learning conversations. So that would need to happen at the individual level. Uh, at the unit level, at the division level. So just, I almost think of it as infiltrating, right? The whole organization at all levels. I wish there was a better word for failure or mistake because I feel like there's such a negative connotation in it. Um, And I think a lot of people have a hard time moving around that or admitting I failed or I made a mistake. There's such a terrible psychology around those words. And um, Well, and what I do recommend uh, for that is people call it learning. What did you learn? Mm. No, no, that's perfect. You know, as you speak about companies that are trying to transform like that and they're maybe having those um, learning moments, they're also doing the one-on-one development you spoke of. Do you think um, incorporating in a really strong mentoring program sort of up and down would help facilitate growth and also give some leadership moments to people that are maybe lower on the totem pole? Oh, absolutely. Uh, With the caveat that those that are in the mentoring program are screened, and I'm talking about the mentors, because we want to make sure that they are mentoring the right behaviors, right? Those growth mindset behaviors mm. um, for the the people who are learning from them. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Let me, uh, let me ask you a question uh, because you have a very uh, storied past, um, which we gave everybody in the, the intro. Are you, um, can you share a story maybe that would dive into an experience you've had with mindset and it could be either growth or fixed? Yes, actually, I have experience at both. <laughs> All right, bring but, it on because I think everybody's go. getting a lot of value from this. Thank you. <laughs> well, the one that is very, uh, we'll call it visceral <laughs> in my memory, um, is when I was working violent crime analysis. And uh, at one point in that, uh, in those few years, I did have a boss who was quite a micromanager, very fixed mindset based. And the boss before him was completely growth mindset oriented. It was all about, okay, um, let's try new things. Okay, it fails. Let's let's learn from that. What can we do to change things, right? Let's let's get out there. Let's be innovative. How can we help these police departments even better, right? So what are some other things? What, how can we expand our services, right? So I went from that, the growth mindset culture, to the new person that took over was uh, basically we were children we couldn't do anything without getting permission. Um, and he was very power positional focused. Uh, so if you weren't at the same level, he was, you, you obviously haven't earned that same level. So you don't, you haven't earned a right to speak up with your ideas. You need to do what I tell you. You're robots. <laughs> so wow. That's so on top of dealing with uh, violent crime, you know, the, that kind of topic of, uh, mm-hmm. of work having a fixed mindset boss, I was able to, I I struggled with it for a little bit. Then I was able to like, wait a minute, this isn't me. I need to look at this as a learning opportunity. So what is working in this unit with these individuals as they are, 
with this boss? What is this teaching me? So I was able to do that uh, for a while before I ended up going uh, and, and getting promoted in a different area of the organization. I hope you landed on a growth mindset boss when you got over to the new division. <laughs> yeah, I think they were actually kind of neutral, which I would take that over fixed any day. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, um, uh, an excellent podcaster once suggested to me that I ask this question, have I not asked you anything? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who. who uh, I think that might be it. <laughs> It, it might just be the podcaster of Quip Leaping Around, but I'm going to turn the tables on you and I'm going to ask you that question. What have I, I asked you today? Oh, well, I think you've done a great job covering all the different areas. I love how we've looked at this from an individual point of view up into all the different levels in organization up until the whole organizational culture level. Um resources. I have a bunch of resources out there, it, mainly for the individual, but if individuals at all levels are interested in them, um, there's, a, of course, the Quit Bleeping Around podcast, as well as the Christina Eanes YouTube channel has a lot of different, and I'm actually coming out with a growth mindset series of videos and podcasts over the next few months. Oh, excellent. Um, so they should subscribe to you on YouTube. Yes, they can get that would be that. great. And I've I've put all the links um, that you spoke of actually um, in the podcast in the show notes. So everybody can access you in terms of, you know, books or your work as well. So we definitely have that covered. Um, so without a doubt, they'll be able to reach you. Awesome. Oh, and there is also Carol Dweck's book called Mindset. Um, and it's D-W-E-C-K. And she goes over the research that she did, as well as there's like a chapter for each type of person, like business leadership, coaches, parents, relationships, how to have a growth mindset in a relationship. Um, so she has all kinds of cool resources in that book as well. Oh, that is great. Because I think we probably will see, um, or we will probably, as we think about this podcast, realize that, you know, growth mindset and fixed mindset bleeds into all aspects of our lives, not just the work that we are trying to do. Exactly. Right? Everything. Um, so, <laughs> yes. So I will, I'll include that link as well in the show notes in case anybody wants to be able to uh, go over and, and grab her book. So Excellent. I have to say thank you, Christina Eanes. This was really great. And um, I think we covered a lot on here. And I hope um, once we, we get this up for everybody, um, they'll engage and feel free to ask questions, uh, as I'm sure that you might be able to get even so tactical that you can answer individuals' questions as well. Oh, I'd love to. I love this stuff. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Christina. Thanks for coming on the show.